Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. How y'all doing out there? Okay, so we just gonna let you know real fast, this is the Undressing Room Podcast That's presented right. by Macy's. And we are super excited because this is the first time that L'Oreal and I have had the opportunity to do our podcast live right, right here for your cruising yes. pleasure. The Tom Joyner Fantastic <laughs> Voyage. It's a special edition. Now, we will be having some amazing guests stop by as we cruise and talk and peruse and do what we do. And we'll be giving away some money. I want some money. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear y'all. Y'all want some money. All right, well, this is sponsored by Macy's. So Macy's said, you know what? Let's go ahead and bless the beautiful people. The holidays are coming up. We're going to go ahead and give away a $500 gift certificate, gift That's card right. to Macy's for a shopping spree. Mm -hmm. So make sure you listen up, okay, because you got a keyword. Everything's not easy. You have to listen up. Listen for the keyword. L'Oreal's going to give it to you as we get later, later. a couple topics. Yeah, not yes, yet. Not, not yet. yet. So not pay yet. attention. But once you do get the keyword, make sure you go to theundressingroompod.com along with a few words. So just tell us why it is you specifically deserve this $500. Because exactly. I see your outfit. You're out here dripping. So I need to know why you need the money. Is it for your kids? Is it your husband? Do you need a new Quiznart? Yes, what I do. Yes, I do. Hey. Some people still got those. So super duper excited. But look out, y'all, because it's the last chance for Macy's Black Friday preview. So That's shop right. tons of Macy's Black Friday specials early. Uh -huh. And you can go ahead and get a preview of amazing deals that they'll be dropping ahead of time. That's right. I said a preview, y'all. So why shop early, do you ask? Well, if this year is anything like last year, then the specials are going to be snatched up quickly Ooh. so beat the rush mm -hmm. and do not get that little sold out sign y'all don't want it to be sold out no not so at get all. there early check out macy's black friday specials today because the preview ends on monday november the 22nd and you know we gotta have a parade yes. and one thing about macy's is they always have that thanksgiving day parade i love it it's the 95th annual parade that many can you believe 95 i haven't seen them all but <laughs> you couldn't have it, 95 of them. I've seen some of them, though. <laughs> now, this year's epic event is back to its full routine through the streets because, you know, it was a little different last year. But they're going to be in Manhattan featuring giant balloons, fantastic floats, and performances that span from Broadway. Yes. And it goes all the way to Main Street's marching bands. Now, we'll see it live, and you'll get to see it. In NYC, New York City, all you got to do is tune in to NBC or watch via Verizon Live Thursday, 1125. That's Thanksgiving Day from 9 a.m. to noon, and that's in all time zones. And y'all can just go ahead right now and start decking them halls. That's right. La, la, December la, 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 is la, la, technically la, la. one month away. But Macy's is here for those of us who need an early dose of holiday cheer. That's right. They have everything you need to turn your home, your apartment, your office space into a winter wonderland that it is meant to be for this time of the year. From throw pillows and decor to dinnerware, yes. linen, ornaments, you know you can throw away that old stuff and go ahead and refill fresh with a nice new set literally everything you need except for snow and elves they Tis have it. the season Tis the to season. be buying to be buying is that at macy's though it's at macy's oh no at macy's. i'm saying it's the season to be buying at macy's yes that's the new song i like it i'm saying <laughs> we get undressed in here so go ahead let your hair down uh -huh. this is an interactive show okay so if there's a topic that comes up it's something on your heart if you feel it you can amen if you want to ask a question if you want to answer a question please feel free all right, without further ado or to-do, we are going to be talking about quite a few things today. Um, we're going to talk about living your best life this week, which mm -hmm. we have all been doing on the Tom Joyner Cruise, have we not? Yes. Thank you, Tom. It has been an extremely hard year and a half, but thanks to Tom, we are here living our best life, and we have a guest, Miss Monica Koss, who will help us 
find success professionally and personally. Now, you know we need that. Also, we have Shafika Smalls, who will be discussing the work-life balance now since the pandemic has happened and we're working at home and our husband is next to us while we do work and kids are there. Balance is necessary. So we're going to have her for that. And um, I think I saw a sexy man in the back. Did you see him? Definitely a sexy man in the back. His shirt was unbuttoned all the way down. I can't do that because I hit... The food, the burger line, <laughs> and the ice cream a couple times. But we will be having him giving us a couple tips on how to get that summer body right. I know we might have messed up with a little extra 10 pounds we might well, gain. See, it's, it's the cheeseburger spot. <laughs> have y'all had the cheeseburgers? It'd it be calling me. I'm in my room. Eva has been in that line so many times it's and so dragged good. me there. And it's I'm so fake good. vegan. So I just eat the French fries. But that's still putting on for me. And we also have a final question to address. Now, this one is always very, very spicy. Very. We're going to need y'all crowd participation for this one. If you got a comment, anything you want to say on the topic, just raise your hand. Mm-hmm. We're probably not going to get to everybody, but we're going to try our best, of course. And, uh, you know, we always get undressed when it comes to this. We undress every everything. topic, everything, and we're definitely going to let it all hang out. Yes. Now, we don't agree, okay? This is Ever. my friend, but we are real friends in real life. So I love her. Whatever she like, I don't. Whatever and I say it's right, she say it's wrong. So she it's got on okay. flats, I got on heels. You, that's you, just how we do. That's how we roll. But that's <laughs> life, right? Little ying and a little yang. So speaking of that, let's just go ahead and get the party started. Y'all ready? Yeah. One more time, I said, y'all ready? Yeah. All right, let's go. Well. Let's bring up our first guest. Want to start that way? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Let's make some noise for Monica Koss. Yes! Okay, now I have to run down Miss Monica's stats. <laughs> Give it up for Monica Koss, everybody. Let's make some noise. She went viral yesterday on this boat. I don't she know did. if y'all know that. She did go viral on the boat. <laughs> now, she's out here talking all the business, but I'm going to give you a little bit of her credentials, let you know the company that you are in if you have not had the pleasure to listen to her in one of her seminars. So she is the core value company, Pathfinder founder and was often called the voice of reason growing up now over time she was seen (laughs) as someone who could help people gain understanding of their circumstances as well as the next steps to achieving their goals and a lot of us are at those impasses right now Mm -hmm. so thank you for being here miss monica she also while working in corporate America, Monica was called upon by her managers, co-workers, and employees to assist with their professional brand management, a role above and beyond her job. Mm. Yeah. Ain't it Black always? women, don't we always do that? Right? Though? Ain't it we always? Gotta, we got to go above and beyond. You already know what it is. So in 1997, she started her company part-time. Now, it was initially a personal brand company assisting professionals in building authentic personal brands and professional success and professional and personal development. Now, Miss Monica is, has been on the boat talking about her journey in life. And we've had some ups and we've had some downs, but you've navigated through them. So we want to get some tips, some gems, some jewels. Break it down. Why did she go viral yesterday, Lo? Yeah, I need to know because you kind of had everybody talking about you and your segment, what you had going on yesterday. And you talked about a relationship that you may have messed up personally. Well, I don't like to say messed it up. Okay. I think, well, what happened, they're talking about the fact that I was married and then divorced. What happened was we realized, you know, when you meet your person, somebody romantic in the beginning, there's all these things that you love about them and you're moving on. If you move to the point of marriage, then obviously there was more good than bad. Right. Right. But over time, Mm -hmm. the real you will come out, right? I didn't know myself very well when I got married. What age did you get married? 28. Okay. It's not young. No. That's not I mean, it ain't old either now. No, but for me, it was (laughs) the fact that there are some people who get to explore themselves early. Not many of us, right? And I don't mean that way. I mean, you're mine. I mean, that way too. I was thinking about like a a whole stage. That's what they call it. I wasn't sure. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Express yourself more. Yes. And so... By the time I got married, I had still been living into the expectations of other people. I was always the good girl growing up, the one that was expected to say please and thank you and be courteous and get good grades and go to school and get married, right? That whole trajectory. And I did it. Uh And I looked up at the age of 35 and I didn't recognize my life. So it looked great on paper. You know, I had a great job. I'm married to this gorgeous man. I had these two kids. But what didn't you recognize? That I... I'm very spontaneous. Uh-huh. I am not traditional. 
at okay. all. So, you know, and I, I have to be careful because I really I love my ex husband to pieces. So I don't want to put anything out here. You don't want to not here to defend I was just about this to is say. not a red table talk, y'all. <laughs> no, no, no. So you wanted to be Jada We're in a in relationship. A great space. No. <laughs> you wanted an entanglement. Cut that from. The- <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. I think it was just what we learned is how we move in this world was just so different that yeah. it would require one of us to move completely into the other's lane and, and leave your own lane. Did work interfere with that also? No, not really. It okay. was just that I like, I love meeting new people. I love traveling. I love spontaneous things. And just the way we think about the world was so different. I said this in the place yesterday, we had the same destination, uh-huh. but the journey to getting there was so far apart mm. that it, we started to, you know, resentment started to show up. Cause so what was the aha moment? What was that day? You know that day you wake up like, this ain't gonna work. This what is, was that day? This is gonna sound so crazy. It was the day after I blow dried my hair. Wash day is a big day, ladies. Y'all know wash day. I know. Is a what do you mean blow dried your hair? Well, my hair Clarity. used to be down my back, and it was very black at uh-huh. that point. And I remember, you know, you get. Although people will tell you to wear your curls, they give you. Your, they make such a big deal of you when you straighten it. So I was straightening my hair a lot, and I finished blow drying it in the quads. Then this part got sweaty again, and I realized that I was angry every time I did my hair. And I'm like, well, first, why do you have long hair, first of all? Right. Really? And I think it's because in our community, long hair Standards. was coveted. Yes. And so it was more about what people were saying to me than me actually caring about my hair. And right. so I chopped it all off. Whoa. Come and on, that was sis. the beginning. That so was they the beginning. say that with us. They say once we lose our hair, once we cut our hair, change our hair, that's when we change our lives. Well, because that part's scary, I think. Right? Because while NDRE says I'm not my hair, I mean... We kind of are. Because you look completely different from look to look. Am I right? Right. So after I cut my hair, it just sort of opened the door for all to examine, I'll Mm. say, all these other things. My professional life, relational, spiritual, emotional, parental. I did a deep dive. I turned the whole apple cart upside down. Now, did he notice that? Like, when you cut your hair, Girl, did I he got question? so many questions. Yeah, I'm like, like so. did he question you? And yes. did he have any uh, comments on how it looked or did anything like that? Did you tell him you were going to cut it? Did he just come home and your hair was off? You know what? That's a great question I don't actually remember. It might be. That might be the case. It was very close. But he was shocked. But he was very supportive. Okay. So he thought it looked nice. He was like, uh-oh. He walked in the house and was like, uh-uh. <laughs> Let I me think she about to leave me next. That's what I would have thought if I was a yeah. man. So that was the beginning of taking self-inventory and really starting to find out what does Monica want? Not we as in French, but what do you want? And that's how you got to the separation part. Yes, my life looked amazing on paper, but in so many areas, Mm. I was value misaligned, as I like to say. And your relationship now, are you two friends or is there still some resentment there? No, we're great co-parents. We talk all the time about our kids. We care, you know, we cover for each other. So I tell people all the time, I've never been a single mother. You got a new man. I'm a co-parent. No, hell. I mean, I'm just asking wait, what y'all want to know. Y'all want to know, <laughs> do we have a new man? Have we gotten over this? You know, how have we transcended to the next phase of our life? Because we have some women that are going through their transition, and we need some hope, sis. The transition was phenomenal, actually. Okay. And I don't want to glorify divorce. I think when it's not right, I don't know how to stay. Okay. You know, and I felt like we did the work. Congratulations. Thank you. You deserve and, it. And it was time. To right. But you also said help. Okay. Yeah. Make some noise for that. But know you- what you know what you're worth and know what you deserve. And walking away is one of the hardest things to do, but it's the strongest thing you can do. Yeah. And it was good for him too. Mm. Even though he didn't know it at the time, I would have driven that poor man up a wall. Hey. Oh wow! <laughs> but you also said help, right? Yes. So that means you are looking for a new relationship. So is it that it wasn't the traditional thing? It was more so the person that you were with. Both, because one came with the other. Ooh. Right, the tradition, and the and them. the fact that we weren't aligned. I think in areas that matter for you to travel this journey for a long time together. Well, can we just, just just touch on what a couple of what those areas look like? A couple of the areas... Well, you're not aligned together. Because there were a lot where you were, obviously, because you made it down the aisle together. Well, again, so where I do think you find... it was the same destination. Okay. I think what didn't match were things that pertain to even professional stuff. Okay. So I've always wanted to run my own business. Mm-hmm. 
And I think it just scared him every time I would say, I think it's time for me to quit my corporate job and go. And it's like, oh, now's not the right time because he, one of his core values is stability. Wow. And so the very, the very essence of me bumps up against his own values. Yeah, because you're free. So it, it creates value. And, and he values tradition because I don't know that he's not free. I just think that how he moves throughout this earth and how I move don't allow us to walk a long way together. You know what's a little scary to me? Like, as I'm thinking, I'm the person on the stage that's never been married before. But to think that we, I could possibly get married to somebody and then overnight they just change their mind about how they feel about me. I think that that's one of the scariest things, especially if it's someone, obviously, that I love because I got married to them. So I'm just wondering, like, I know you said when you blowjobbed your, but what was it really like that that clicked in your mind that made you be like, okay, I can, because ultimately you're breaking this person's heart too that you care about, right? What gave you the courage to even be able to do that and choose yourself? So one thing I like to say when people say that they're heartbroken, I say, no, your expectation broken. Ooh. And people don't really break our hearts, they break our expectations. And so when you expected the person to be there forever and they can't meet your expectation, it depends on how tightly you hold on to that. Yeah. Right? Like if we were supposed to go to dinner and we want to sit outside, but it started raining, we'd go, oh, right? That, because we weren't holding on to that expectation. Yeah. But when people get married and they fall in love and they're like, you're my person, I'm your person too. We set this expectation that they're never going to change in that arena. And the reality is they, they can at any time, but it shouldn't prevent us from loving fully and deeply in the moment. Come on. Because we have to do that because it's honest, not so that it's going to get reciprocated or that they're going to do what you want them to do. Because that's a little manipulating, you even though that's what we're taught right to right do. Now. You can just I drop your mic. I never think about that. She dropping gems. Listen. When yeah. you do what you do, not for reciprocity, because let's think about it. A lot of what we do is so that we can get it back. Like, if I do this, then you do that. But what you're saying is that true love is doing it, expecting nothing back, only yes. doing it because you love. Yes. And that's a different be, kind of love. I got to go find that. That's true. Yeah. But I'm going to need mine back on the back oh, end. I was about to say, say don't you got <laughs> that? I'm joking. I absolutely have that. I'm totally joking. Listen, I am... So honored to have you here as a Thank guest you. today. Thank you so Thank much for you. your gems. Thank you. you guys, give it up for the one and only, the transparent, the strong, the queen, Monica the Beautiful, Koss. yes. Thank you, beautiful. So skincare for women of color. Olay has really made it a priority. They out here stepping their game up to mm-hmm. ensure that representation behind the development of their products is right. Listen, Eva, it's super important to me to know that companies care about inclusion. Now, women of color have different skin concerns, and it is important to me that they have been addressed. Thank you so much, Olay, because we needed this. It makes me feel so much better to know that there are people of color formulating these products. Black women in STEM are doing their thing. We're going to give them their flowers. It is important that they are a part of the creation of products that work so well for us. It's for us, by us. I'm here for it. Now, Eva, what has been your concerns in the past with other brands you've tried? I mean, the film, the residue, not Mm -hmm. understanding the complexities of our skin. A lot of times products look for either dry skin or oily skin. But a lot of times with melanated skin, we have combination skin. We have oily and dry. So finding products that are newly developed. And that's why Olay is so dope because they put their money where their mouth is. They spend their resources and time creating new products products that are just for our skin and our ever-changing products be it i don't know i'm getting older i might have a couple of more wrinkles Mm -hmm. i spend more time burning the candle at both ends so i need to make sure i take care of my under eye i'm not 12 oh yeah that got you know how that goes so we get up early 
Yes. So it's those little things that Olay has really done to make sure they stay on the forefront of producing products that are perfect for our skin. And, you know, I was so happy to get rid of some of these products that I had. First of all, they were super expensive. Sometimes they would be even sold out. And I'm like, why? Why am I even buying this? Because it wasn't even that good. I would hear from other people, oh, this is the thing to go with. So I would try it out. And then I would feel like my skin wasn't breathing. I have pretty clear skin I would start getting bumps and oh and this is just from moisturizers like that's crazy to me no SPF nothing else involved in it just clogging my pores up and making my skin not feel so good but you know what's crazy ever since I started trying the Olay products over the years they have consistently kept my skin moisturized and glowing without overdoing it every time listen Olay has been researching how to make skin more even toned for decades. And we know that uneven skin tone is something that so many of women of color deal with. We just going to go ahead and rip the bandaid and have a little bit of real talk today. Is that okay? That's right. We have to do that because we got to be real with each other. And you know, Mm -hmm. we all love to have amazing skin and I'm a huge fan of Olay's vitamin C. It gets two times brighter skin and just 28 days. I don't know any other product that can do anything like that. It visibly hydrates. It brightens the skin. It's citrus scented, silky, lightweight. I just love the orange jar. Every morning when I'm putting it on, makes me feel so rejuvenated and just amazing. Absolutely. How'd you get yours? All I had to do was go to a retailer nationwide. They're available anywhere. Or you can also, you don't even got to leave your house. Well, how are you going to get it if you don't leave your house? Listen, all you have to do is go to Olay.com. It'll Boom. come right to your door. Delivery, no problems. And I'm not going to lie, because we we keep it transparent on this show, we right? Do. We, we do. were gifted our first jar, but I used it all already, and I had to go and yeah. get mine. <laughs> yes, and it's so easy, because that little orange jar, you walk right in there, cop that orange jar, and... I don't know about you, but I copped a couple too, L'Oreal, because I find myself running low. My husband's over here messing with it. So I make sure I have a couple on deck. So I I know what he do. He tried to use a little off the lid. So you're not going to recognize that he dipped a little finger in there. I see his skin. Mike's been over here. He's been more than 28 days. His skin is out here popping. He's called a haircut. I know what it is. That's that Olay, baby. His melanin popping too, man. Never the... Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Bless. Let's give a shout out to the fact that us ladies are out here taking this entrepreneurial world by storm. That's right. Give it up for yourself. Black women Black are the women. front runners of entrepreneurship in the last two years. From starting our own business, some of it was by force, COVID. No thank you, but thank you. But they let us know that we can do this thing called the great resignation. So many people have been fed up with their jobs, their careers. We've had a time to sit back and say, you know what, I don't really like what I'm doing and I don't have to do this anymore. And the government decided to give us a check. Right. And so they reminded us that we should be getting paid more at the jobs that we're at anyway. Anyway. Way more. Way more. So the pandemic has made many people wake up to their poor job conditions, and they are now ready to leave. I mean, 4.3 million people quit their jobs in August alone. That's a lot of people. Now, according to the U.S. Department of Labor and Anthony Klotz, a management professional at Texas A&M University who coined the phrase the Great Resignation, says that the pandemic forced people to take stock of their lives and gave them the opportunity to reimagine it. Now, some people are suffering from burnout, which means you're just over the job. Some people need higher wage because we are not getting paid what we need to live to to put our kids in school, to eat right, to get dressed. And so how can you now find a purpose with so much noise in this atmosphere? How important do you think it is to be valued at your job? 
I think back in the day, our parents taught us, just get a job. Put your head down, get your money, take care of yourself so you can pay your bills. But I think uh, today, in 2021, on this boat, we woke up and we realized we're more than that job. We're worth so much more. And we will not work there for that treatment. So I want to open it up to you guys to find out how many of you guys, and if you work um, for the radio station, then don't come up here. Because please don't. I want y'all to keep your <laughs> jobs. <laughs> don't, don't come uh, up no, here, Griff, Griff. sit down. Don't come up Gri here. Griff is going to roll with the mic. <laughs> but Griff. I, I, don't know, I don't know how that's going to turn out. But so Griff, y'all give it up for Griff. He is absolutely amazing. He's What's on the cracking, Eric Campbell show. And um, that's a West Coaster like me. He keeps yeah. it all the way real. And Griff, <laughs> like us, we're living the dream. We're doing what we love to do that's for right. a living. So I want to know from you guys, are y'all doing what y'all love to do for a living? Have y'all made the great resignation? Are you thinking about it? Right. Has anybody quit their job during the pandemic, during this time? I got somebody over here. Oh, right here. I got here. sis right here in the Red Bandiana. I worked at a daycare center and as a nanny and decided to open up my, home, my own home daycare. Oh, so yes. I opened up Sammy's Learning Center, LLC. Let's make some noise for that because yes. that's a big deal. That? That's a big deal. Anybody over Anybody here? Anybody else out here? Anybody else got a story over where you there. just couldn't take it anymore? Your job, job is testimony. You during the pandemic. Because they're using you all the time Wait. anyway now. Here got one back here. All right. What's your name? Where are you from? I'm Horace. It's so am I. So I what? seen you yesterday at the concert you shaking that it. thing. You know it, girl. <laughs> So I'm Cam and I'm from Dallas. And um, during 2020, for m like most people, I was just having a mental breakdown. And so I still work my job, but I got um, certified to teach yoga last nice. year. Yes, make congratulations. That's what's up. Way to find your peace. I feel like there was a lot of things that we were able to learn during the pandemic when we had some downtime that we could find out ways to make money. And I think that's what threatened the workforce as well, is that we had a little bit more time on our hands. Because even though you put in the time for work, they always like to take your overtime, your back time, your side time, your PTO time. You're scared to take your PTO time. Exactly. I got one. I got one back here for you. All right, let's go. Hi, I'm Noreen banks Ware. I'm an attorney, a divorce attorney in Atlanta. Hey, Miss Noreen. Y'all need to know her. Get a card. I am hiring because during the pandemic, my business tripled. Really? I need another associate attorney, and I need a experienced paralegal, okay? Congratulations. So where are you located at, She in the A. She said if you're an experienced paralegal, what else you need? Look, somebody hand is up here. I think you might An associate attorney. Go get a job, for reals. Look, that's what I love, that we can hire each other. Exactly. You know, our own. And I would like to talk about my personal work job story because I am fortunate enough to work on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. And yeah, love my job. I absolutely love my job. And I was very fearful during the pandemic because I saw a lot of people losing their jobs, a lot of my friends. And I want to just give a shout out to Reach Media, Kathy Hughes, David Cantor, that made sure that if we were working remotely from home, if they had to get us equipment, whatever was necessary to make sure that through this trying time that we are all experiencing, Straight up. that we can motivate each other in the morning even if you didn't have a job to go to in the morning trying to figure it out we are in the struggle with you so shout out to my employer that made sure that Straight we are all right. some noise. mine too mine three <laughs> but i will go. say it wasn't all it wasn't all good for me the whole time i was working from home i'm back working from the station it got to be a lot for me my family lives really close to me so i felt a lot of pressure, a lot of people depending on me for things yeah. while I was still trying to work and people thinking just because you're working from home that you're not doing anything. And that's Preach. a big, yeah, that was a big issue that I came into. And I think we have to make it clear with the people that surround us that this is something that's your livelihood, something that you love to do, something that, you know, you're going to do. And they have to respect the fact that you're working and they have to take a step back from you as well. Just because you're there don't mean you're available, okay? Wow. And that's one thing that, you know, I, I had to learn because I was trying to do everything. And then you I was burning do. myself. I, well, I still do. You still do. But I was burning myself out to the point where I started becoming depressed. Oh. And that's something that you don't ever want to do, feel like you're working 
25, eight, you know what I'm 25 hours a day, eight days a week. Like we know that's not a thing, but obviously doing it all day could be a lot. So make sure you take time for, for self-care. Yes. You yes. know, take a moment off, put the phone down. Facebook is not self-care, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is not, neither is Instagram. We have a, we have another beautiful young lady over here. With a Laura, I wanted to ask you, when you felt yourself going through that depression, did you reach out and get help? Did you get therapy? Were you, are you, have you looked at therapy yet? Yeah. Right, so that's something that I do want to start getting into. Talking it out and therapy is so necessary. We do it every Tuesday, Talk It Out Tuesday, where we try to encourage the community to talk about our issues, traumas of our past, things that are going on right now. Sis could be standing right next to you looking like she has it all together. You don't know the weight that she's carrying on her shoulders. So That's right. mental health is so real, and I am glad that we are normalizing the conversation. Oh, hello. My name is Antrina Carter. Hey, Miss Antrina. Hi, sweetie. <laughs> I'm originally from Kansas City, Missouri, but I live in Florida. I'm a forklift operator by day, and oh. um, my part-time job is I used to uh, teach young children ages 5 to, like, 12 how to sew. You know, like, make shorts know, right. and make, like, you know, little things, like little purses, you know, just for our community. You left forklifts and teaching kids how to make <laughs> Come on, Yes, ma'am. And I make my own clothes as well. But... I know that's right. Come on, <laughs> But actually, when the pandemic hit, I couldn't keep teaching the young children how to sew. So I had to stop. And then the next thing I know, I'm looking on the... Uh, television and it's like anybody that has a sewing machine so pull out your sewing machine and start sewing making the mask girl oh. i was so busy i stopped teaching the young children how to sew uh -huh. and making their own little shorts for summer and i started just for like a whole year straight just making masks back to back masks wow. and i had to pull my sister in to help me because i couldn't keep up with the demand so with the pandemic i mean we all look at the pandemic as a negative thing but in some, a lot of circumstances it wasn't a negative thing for everybody it, it was positive for me yeah oh, you saved a lot of money too because i'm still spending a lot of money on masks <laughs> i don't know about just with the soda sewing kit that's what i got to get <laughs> ain't y'all tired of ordering them <laughs> All right, well, let them know what they're listening to because we're right, just talking. They got to remember where we at. That's right. You're listening to the Undressing Room podcast presented by Macy's. Now, check out our Macy's personal shopping page at macy's.com slash the Undressing Room. And guess what, y'all? We mentioned this a little earlier. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? I don't know if y'all ready. We giving away $500 Macy's gift card, y'all. And I'm going to give you the keyword. So y'all ready? Write it down. Remember it in your mind. It is sparkle, just like all of y'all are sparkling in here, shining, okay? Mm -hmm. All you got to do is head to the undressingroompod.com and enter for your chance to win because we want to make sure y'all fly. We got on our Macy's up here. Yeah, so um, just so you know, we are avid Macy's shoppers. Yes. Uh, we lucked out by actually working with them too, so we get a little discount. But we already was rocking <laughs> Macy's threads. I'm wearing Free People. That's my favorite designer ever. I'm wearing Naked Wardrobe. Yes, you my are. My favorite. I'm naked, and it wasn't supposed to be part of the wardrobe, but... <laughs> but we have a, uh, a closet, basically. So you can go to the undressingroompod.com, and you can look at our closet, our personal Macy's pics. If you saw me in the picture from Macy's, like, oh, that That's dress right. is cute. Go get it, and then sign up for the Star Rewards, because you get points, and you get stuff for, like, free and stuff like that. I'm not going to lie. So everyone, look into all of that. Every one of my outfits from the cruise has been from Macy's. Yes. And uh, they have an array of things, all kind of perfumes and good stuff. So make sure y'all go on over to Absolutely. Macy's and go get you some now. Now I got some eye candy. You, you, you ready to look at some eye candy? I, I'm ready to look at I'm some ready. eye candy, y'all. Now, some of y'all been working out with him on this shit. Y'all ready? And his name is Dwight Holt. Hey. And we're going to make some noise for him really quickly. This is a Nashville native. He start, started dancing your... Pounds uh -oh. off. Chest out. Six He's years ago. Uh -oh. yeah. Okay, uh -oh. so when um, I first saw this young man backstage, because this is the Undressing Room podcast, she wore naked wardrobe. I wore half a shirt. I figured it would only be fitting if he got a little bit undressed. You know, and that's why I'm butting, you know, a couple. Oh. But, but listen, listen. Hold on. Real quick. This cruise is different. I done had three people touch my booty. Oh, on the elevator. let's go. When I tell you, look. It's a different type of crew. It is. Listen, you had to one sign of, a paper before you got on One of the on ladies here. was in a wheelchair. 
and rolled back. Oh, said, we don't excuse me. And she came fast. Excuse too. me. Eve. I said, baby, if anybody, it's you. It's you. <laughs> it's you. You should have gave her a lap dance now because we heard you be shaking it. Look, yes, look, you look. do. Now, if you guys are not familiar with who this delicious specimen is, this is the young man that we can give credit to for you guys know Monique, Academy Award winning actress Monique. Of course, y'all know Monique. Well, from Miss Parker to Miss Monique today, that frame, all of that, and those pounds she shed are because of this man right here. That's a make some that. noise for that because he transformed thank you, thank her. You. you made her healthy. You know. So, so how? Tell me about this journey. How did you click up with Monique, and how did you guys even decide to start this? Because I see your videos, y'all be on there how routines. I'm over here trying to get like Mo. I can't. Let me tell you what's crazy. What's crazy is we met randomly. I was working at Chase Bank as a banker. Okay. And so the complex I stay in, half of it is the 12 in Atlanta, Georgia. Half of it is you like everybody condo. Address. I don't live there no more. No more. So you can't find me. So half of it is condo. Half of it is apartment. Yeah. Okay. So before work, I went to work out. Okay. I didn't know she was filming a the movie there. So she came in the gym, and as I'm working out, I okay. see her walk in, and I was like, that's Monique. Mm. And I was like, just play it cool, you know. She's a celebrity. Just I leave know. her alone. Play it cool. <laughs> so all of a sudden, she gets behind me and starts doing everything I'm doing. So I was <laughs> like, now I'm late for work, but this Monique. <laughs> so I'm like, this Monique. So it's like, play it cool. Just go for a little two more yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went for like two more minutes, and I was like, you know, hello. I'm Dwight. She was like, son, while I'm here, she was filming Bessie with Queen Latifah. Come on. She was like, I'm here for two weeks. Will you train me while I'm here? I'm like, what you mean? <laughs> like, yeah, played it cool. I was like, yes, ma'am, I sure will. <laughs> yes, ma'am, no problem. She was like, get with my assistant uh -huh. and give her your numbers. So I was like, perfect. Went to work. I was like, how much do you charge? I was going to uh, ask that. Yes, that's the how first much? thing. I didn't know what to say. So I was like, how much do you charge? An actress to train her. Come on, Google. I, I was like, this. no, no, no. Bat space, bat space, bat. How much do you charge an Academy <laughs> Award winning actress? So I hear her. I hear her assistant. I was like, so my number is this. She was like, that's fine. I was like, well, wait. Did I get a wrong number? Did I, we should negotiate. You definitely so, get a wrong number. So she came back. Um, we did a session. I thought it was going to be on some Hollywood stuff. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I went and I was like, she's not going to show up. So you thought she was going to be like, I thought, or something? yeah, I, you know, I was like, she ain't going to come. Uh -huh. So I'm in there like, she ain't coming. She ain't coming. I heard the door open. She said, baby. I said, that's her. So, um, so we worked out two weeks. She ended up going back to LA. I got a call like a month later saying uh -huh. she was moving to Atlanta. And could we add Monday? I was like, yes. Then it was like, can we add Monday, Tuesday? Yes. Monday, Tuesday. Yes. At one point it was like five days a week and we're like six years later. So yeah. That is amazing. So I want to know, because there are a lot of trainers out there. There are a lot of different tapes you can look at and figure out how to do your thing. But you curated something special. And TikTok is doing it. Everyone's doing it. Trying to figure out how to have fun while you stay fit. So what was it that made you decide, we're not just going to do regular reps. Turn on some Al Green and let's get this, let's dance. Like, how did you incorporate dance into your fitness? So I have a background in dance. Okay. And it's really crazy. So I have a background in dance and I strayed away from dance because of the fact of, I did a Sierra audition. Mm. Sierra, I love you. Did a Sierra audition and I didn't make it. Mm. But I was one of the best people in there, but I didn't make it because I was shorter than what they wanted. She's tall. Right. She, she you know, she tall, tall. Right. So everybody lined up. I'm like this and they like this. I'm like, look, it's not gonna work. <laughs> yep. So I didn't get it. So went to Morehouse, Morehouse College. Clark so, Atlanta University. Hello, what's up? Hey, hey. Did Morehouse. Uh, we got a rattler in the building. Okay. But yeah, so, over there too. Come on, Howard. <laughs> so yeah, so I um I strayed away from dance, met Mo. I seen the transition that it was making in her life uh -huh. and how it changed her and how so many people are empowered by it that I went back and then I got my certifications for fitness and then I was able to make it into a program. You, you've also wow. gone viral so many wow. times. Yeah. What would you say is your favorite video that has circulated as Oh, wow. Much? Oh, wow. So one of my viral videos is with a um, young lady from Detroit named Ebony. And um, Ebony was probably like 300 and something pounds, but Ebony has dropped. But um, in the video, you see her kind of running oh, I love and she video. gets tired and she just kind of stops. 
and everybody runs to her and it's like, get it, get it, get it. Yeah. And she starts back. And that video, like two days online, it was like 2 million views, 38,000 shares. And so with that, like that video has empowered so many people. And today, yeah. Ebony is a plus size fitness trainer. Oh, I so love it. So it's like, it. you know, yeah. I love it. That's yeah, so yeah. Now, this is not a part of the script, but, you know, God does what he does. And I do not believe you are here by accident. The uh, fact that we that. are talking about living your dream, figuring it out even after the fact, even after the kids and the husband. And so the fact that you followed your dream, did you ever think that you would be where you are right now, considering where you started? No, if you would, if y'all don't mind me saying it took a near-death experience for me to quit my job at the bank. And I don't want anybody else to have a near-death experience. Take my death experience and use it. I was in a car, a hydroplane, hit a wall twice. And the whole time I was like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't oh want to die. So when I did not die, I said to myself, like, if I would have died today, what did I want them to say about me at my funeral? Mm. I didn't want them to say I was a banker at Chase. I didn't want to say I brought it a lot of money, this, that. So on that day, I called my boss, and he was like, you're not coming back. I was like, how do you know? And I was like, I'm not. And on that day, I quit, haven't been back. It's six years later, and as y'all wow. see, I'm on Tom Joyner Cruise, Hi, chilling yeah. with L'Oreal and Eva. So, yeah, I don't want anybody else to experience that, but it took that and me to think, like, what do I want people to say about me? Yeah. Now, if my life was to end, right now, everything that they're going to say, I'm going to be in that casket smiling. Come you understand? Oh, that's smiling. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you think that way. Okay, well, I do want to say this. You changed your life. You're changing a lot of other people's lives. And you're going to have to change our life, too, after this cruise. Because I'm yeah. going to more times. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but then the summer is right around the corner, right after the holidays, right, right. y'all? So he's going to help us a little bit with our summer bodies in the winter. Because we're going to keep going. Because Thanksgiving... Then Christmas. Christmas. And I want my plate. New Year. New Year. Right. Valentine's right. Day. It gets Saint good. Patrick the chocolate kind of strawberry. Not all of them. So, okay. Day Mayo. They say that uh, summer bodies are made in the winter, right? And right. Can you help us with some tips to, like, kick off starting your weight loss journey but, for those that don't like to work out that real much, tips, though. okay? Because we don't want them we play want, tips. Mm -hmm. We want the tips that we can actually go home, like, drink some lemon water, like, little stuff that we can actually aspire to is do. Is that good for you? I so, lie. So, this is, lemon water works as well. I do But this lie. is number one. First of all, when I'm in the cafeteria, y'all, stop mugging me because you think I'm judging your plate. I'm not. I promise I'm not. I just seen somebody. Yes, she, do. She was like, that's him, girl. Turn around. <laughs> she said, I'm only eating like this today, and this for my cousin. <laughs> I'm not judging. Um, one of the key tips that is going to be the easiest tips for you to do, honestly, it's the small things and small steps that you take okay. that make major milestones. Okay. Meaning when you go to a Thanksgiving dinner, First of all, every house doesn't have to be three plates. Do you understand? Every you can have house two. doesn't have to be. <laughs> and not only that, but break it up. Okay. I, like, I like people to eat until your body is satisfied and not overeat. And that changes a lot. See, Eva, Eva, The mac and cheese Eva. is so good, though. See? You know what kind of pants see, I'm wearing. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you're wearing some pants with some elastic, then But so also understand this. If you're going to play hard... Work hard. Okay. Okay. You understand? Okay. So if you do decide to eat up a lot of stuff, don't sit on the couch afterwards and be like, whoa, child, these pants so don't do that. What and do you do then? Like, what's a couch workout? You go to sleep. No, right? no, no, no. You go oh. to danceyourpoundsoff.com and join Club DYPO. And I say that because that's why I created Dance Your Pounds Off too, because we naturally are dancers. Yes, we are. So it's like we we do the things, but I have created a program and for the record, Dance Your Pounds Off belongs to me. One of the most important things for me to be able to do was to make sure that I had an LLC Come and on. it was copyrighted where on. no one else can say Dance Your Pounds Off and me not hit them up and my team not say, I know hey, that's take right. it down. You better do your but um, yes, find something fun to do. It's very important to find an exercise that you love to do. Okay. If you say that your knees are bad, hop in the pool. Okay. Walk that pool. That pool is excellent. If you say you have a hard time getting up, I have chair routines where you in a chair like. See, that's what I need to know. Like, I need them. You get it I all. like those so chair like, routines. I'm like a no excuse type person because you can do it. I have people who. Show us a chair routine. You sitting in a yeah, chair. Yeah, yeah. Give us one. Boom. Come on, y'all. Come on. Uh, uh, come yeah. on, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. No, y'all can do better than that. Everybody do this. 
One, two, three, four, here, five, six, seven. Come on. Hit it. Uh, ah, 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 ah. Yeah, see, I like ah. you. Tongue out and all. Tongue out and all. He didn't say tongue out. Right. But see, do you see how you're working so many of your body parts? Yes. You're working your core. You got your legs moving. Like, and it's small things like that. We run away from the word exercise. We don't have to. Well, because we have to redefine what exercise looks like and feels like. And if you can make it fun... Yeah, do it. Then, then I'm here for it. But yeah. if it's not fun, then I'm going to go with the rest of my sisters in the back by the casino. Right. <laughs> but we, we all got rhythm up in here, but everybody can't dance, right? Right. So is this still going to be easy? Because I'm not going to lie. I'm not the greatest dancer. I got rhythm. I don't understand. But I but what do you mean when you say you can't dance? Like She, I'm she can't dance. I'm but you do have a tour. Sorry, y'all. I do have a tour. So let's talk about your tour because maybe L'Oreal can come to one of your tour right, stops and right, pick up some rhythm. Right, and get some moves. Let's right. talk about So it. this is the first thing. So I do tour during the weekends. Um, I'm based out in Atlanta, Georgia. A-T-L-A-N-T-A-G-A. That's what I say. Boom. So, um... But no, I'm based off in Atlanta, but I do tour. We're on the um, final leg of the tour. Thank God, because COVID had us sitting down and doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. So I think coming up, we have Baltimore, we have New York, we have okay. Los Angeles. Like, um, Dan Chappelle's off have all the dates. Detroit, I think, is coming up again. However, um, yeah, come out. And if you feel you can't dance or you don't have rhythm, that's my job. Then look at L'Oreal like, and you'll feel job. better. Right. You don't go, do you go to a restaurant and say, I can't cook? No, they cook it for you. So don't come to my class and say, I can't dance. I got you. you got, right. All you got, look, I got you. That's not the same. You going to dance you was No, but you was like this. Ah, <laughs> uh, you had right, us. Right, right. You had right. us. See, look. I said I got rhythm. But, I said I'm stiff. Right, I got you. That's my job. <laughs> so it's like, come and give it a try. And then go from there. Okay, but I like that. I got that. you. I well, got you. Well, y'all have to give it up. He's handsome. He's Aww. eloquent. He's brilliant. He's independent. It. He is out here changing I-N-D-E-N-D-E-N-D-E. lives. He's undressed. E-N-D-E-N-D-E. And he taught us how to dance from our chairs. You know it. Hey. Okay, I see. Make the stallion do that now. You know what? Can I do that after taking your class? You can. I got you. Okay. I got you. I don't know, y'all. My back. Sometimes. Well, you know what Kaya said? My neck and my back. Uh-huh. I might tip over. (laughs) (laughs) Give it up one more time, you guys, for Dwight. I told y'all he was cute. I could do that, though. Yeah, I know. We're going to do that little... If I see y'all and I hit you with one of these, just give me one back, okay? My arm better be strong. I see you over there. I see you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. This. All right, now, every week we have a final question that we undress on the podcast. Right. And this question is not one that we created. We scour the internet. We actually go into our DMs. And if you would like to be featured, you can slide right into the DM. Follow us on The Undressing Room Podcast on Instagram. And just tell us your final question. So this week's final question comes from Lady Dubs of Merlin. I, I figure that's Marilyn, but she's from Merlin. She's from Merlin. She put Merlin. She says, I will say this, though. Now, ladies, y'all get ready. This okay? is a good one. It's a good one. I don't need all the eyes rolling because there's some truth in this. When it comes to work, no one has betrayed me, bullied me, or disappointed me more than older black women. And I know... If we're and I don't know if we are now ready for the conversation. Well, we don't ready. Get at the bottom. Hold I'm on out now. Here. And I'm I out mean here. at every point, point of my career. That means from the bottom to the top. Now we're not even gonna do this by ourselves because it's no a way. whole lot of successful black women in this room yes. that have climbed okay. very high heights to get minimal recognition. So has we anybody have to be dealt 10 with times this? better. Yeah, we need to know has anybody dealt with this before? Cuz I know we got some stories up in here. Maybe we don't, but No, we do. And we want to no, talk about either. this cuz oh, we yeah? need to unify each other. We need to come together. I was watching a TV one special and they were talking about what it took for us in the civil rights movement. And it's about understanding that we will overcome and coming together. And so unless we put it on the table and start having the conversations, why you look at sis that's cute and roll your eyes, why you're mad at someone else's promotion, why do we act the way we act when we see other women successful that look like us? Let's, Let's be talk transparent, about it. y'all. I undress. 
Good evening, ladies. Evening. And Good gentlemen, evening. I'm Shafika Smalls. One of the things that I know after being in Human Resources Solutions for over 24 years mm -hmm. is that we still deal with a really, really heavy dose of post-traumatic slave syndrome. Come on. And um, something that I'm taking from Dr. Joy DeGeary that she talks about a lot is the fact that the black woman in slave times was put in a position to where she had to diminish her own child to keep them safe. If you were beautiful, if you were talented, if you were, if you could read, those things would make you a target. And when you were in a corporate setting, a lot of what we were taught, again, slavery, post-slavery, was what we call cognitive dissonance. So that means that we have to behave in ways to keep everyone else comfortable. Yeah. So on behalf of black women, okay, there, we know that we have dealt in the caste system, Okay, I'm standing here, and I know some of y'all are like, oh, she could speak on it because she is light-skinned. True. We've got to acknowledge these things. Uh, opportunities are given because of beauty. Opportunities are given because of overseer-type mentality. And all of these things still exist in a corporate structure because it was made by a white man. So this is not meant to be a divisive approach. We just have to be aware that we still live within the guidelines of this America that was built on human commodity, which are African people. Come so on. when black women are in a setting, we go back to that same thought process, which is I worked hard to get here and right. I'm damned if you're going to come in and do anything that's disruptive to this space. And sometimes it's like a hazing. Mm. And I have dealt with this myself, whether it is ageism, sexism, you know, we still even deal you can come in sit down. classism. I know. I don't, why are you over there? You just come bring it on up. Come, come on, on. Just, just bring it to yeah, the we stage. Gonna, yeah, we're going to send our to the front. We're just going to bring you uh, right on up here. Does on. anybody you, else have a regular answer? You brought a pre- <laughs> Griff, shut up. Sit down. Get you a seat, That sis. was a lot. Yes, I know. You are That beautiful. was a lot. Beautiful. Here. Okay, come here, ma'am. I'm going to let you on. But and you as you just take the microphone there. to her, I remember first starting um, in this job. This is one of the only uh, regular jobs I ever had outside of working at the grocery store when I was a little kid at 14. Awesome. Then I started working in entertainment. So working at the radio station was the first time I had like a regular job where you have to like submit paperwork and stuff like that. And you got to tell your boss when you're not coming to work and like do things like that. And I had the luxury of meeting L'Oreal and I had a choice of who I wanted to be, either the best version of myself or a hater. And when I saw her, I embraced her with open arms because I saw a queen that was gonna come in here and do things that only a queen can do. And so it is a choice that we have as women on how we behave. And if you were the not best version of yourself last time, that's okay, cause that's over. But today is about learning how to be that better version of yourself, especially when it comes to your sister. That's right. And I will have to say, cause I do appreciate that a lot. And she was, she had a head start on me. And like she said, she could have easily been like, Nah, I'm not, I'm not doing but that. But you killed it, People though. have done that before. You know, people that I've helped out, people that I've then dedicated my life to and my time to. And you would think when I got put in this position that they would be my first cheerleaders and the first people happy for me. And they were actually the first people to abandon me and hate on me yeah. and try to shut things down for me. So it was crazy when I did come into this company and came into contact with people like Eva or my other co-host, Angie, Angie and John, my morning show, the morning hustle who literally taught me what everything was from a break to a stop set to a, anything that I needed to learn that I didn't know yep. they they both could have just threw me out there in the dirt and made me help me to fail but instead they took me by the hand yeah. and they showed me different and I was scared I will say I was scared because so many other people showed me that they wasn't going to take my hand yeah and that they was going to trick me or you know act like they were going to be there for me but you know, God bless me. We here today at the Undressing Room podcast, and we gonna learn y'all stories as well. What's your name? Where you from? My name is Felicia. I'm from Concord, North Carolina. Hey. And um, did I drop something? Shout out to North okay, Carolina. Right. North Carolina. Um, I worked for a hospital mm -hmm. in North Carolina, and um, I was hired by two black women. Um, one was the head of department and the other was the assistant and I worked for the assistant. So um, there was a white guy that worked in the department. He was a young guy. 
So he had been promoted after two years. So at my two-year mark, I went to not my boss, but my boss's boss. And I'm like, hey, what do I need to do to get promoted? Mm -hmm. She said, you need to do more projects like Chris does. Chris was the white guy. Oh. I said, well, okay, well, who assigns Chris the projects? Right. She was like, well, I do. Well, okay. <laughs> so I waited another year and never got a project. Mm. So I went back to her again, and I'm like, well, if you're assigning the projects, how am I supposed to get more projects like Chris is getting if you're giving them all to him? Come on now. Well, you know, as they come up, I'll, I'll keep you in mind. Well, I left because mm. it wasn't going to happen. Well, come to find out. The woman that I worked for, she also hired Chris. Of course. Three years later, Chris is her boss. Mm. Karma. God don't like ugly. Let's make some noise for God always looking out. No, no, no. no, no, no. I, mis I misread that. The That's woman, a story. The, no, the woman that I worked for, she hired Chris. And now Chris but, is her boss. Yeah. Yes. Of course he is. Yes, Chris is her boss. I don't like and ugly. Like, he ain't that fine or pretty. It's like That's if right. I had still been there, I'd still be where? You know, Under Chris. Right. Chris would be over everybody over, boss. Over everybody. So I was Instead like, yeah, of looking out for go. you, maybe you would have got that position that helped her out because she helped you out. Yeah. But I she's just, so busy thinking about herself in the wrong way. Unfortunately, I have found that it's best for me to work for white men with families and a wife. Wow. Because he understands what I go through as a mom. Come on. He understands what I go through as a wife. And so when I go to him at 2 o'clock and say, I got to pick up my kid because he got suspended, he's like, Felicia, you go must work with David Cancer. I know. Shout wanna... out to David Cancer. <laughs> so, you know, but that's kind of, you I know, I work better move. for, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, why do I get more sympathy? And the woman, she was a parent. She was a wife, mm. but a white man under, is more gives me more flexibility, and that's more considerate. Not all not, white not, men. Not all white men now. Say not it a little all louder. Of, right. For the people in the back, say it a little louder. Who else? My name is Denise. I'm from Philly. Hey, Miss Denise. Hey, yeah, Philly. Come on, Philly. A lot of Philly. So this is my concern. I'm a retired Philadelphia school district teacher. Yes, ma'am. I taught high school, <laughs> and so. What I've noticed in my 30 years with the district is that, similar to what she said, when we have black women administration, it seems that they're harder on, on the black teachers that come in under them. And I think that they should be there to give them a hand. And it's not every situation, because it's not always every. So I, I just don't get, get why. It's like the same thing. If you have, this is the order that everybody talks about. So the best relationship usually is with a a white male, then a, a white female, mm. and then a black male, mm. and, and the worst one would be a black female. It's like we're harder on each other. And I don't know if it's that because they don't want, it's like you say, we, we give a, you, you tell your kids, you can't just give 100%, you gotta give 110%. You do, you do. And so when you don't, is it like an embarrassment to them? I don't, I don't understand why we do that to each other. Yeah. I, I don't know, but Griff, you got somebody in front of you that's shaking her head pretty hard. She With knows. Dryer. What yep. do you disagree about about what's being said right now? I mean, now? I can only speak from my experience. Yeah, I, then I that's work all in, we want. Yeah, I work in healthcare, and for me. The black women, I've never had a problem with a black woman. I've had a problem with white women. I've had a problem with others. And um, it's hard. I've never had a problem with a white, uh, with a black woman trying to hold me back. I've only had help, so I totally can't relate, relate okay. to any of that. And, well, and we want all to be your story. Yeah, we, we want to all lean in that light because that ain't everybody's situation. Yeah. I've, I've, I haven't been in a, um, an experience where a white man can understand my struggle, understand where I've come from. Right. Um, so... I just don't understand how. I, I, I just don't get it. Hey, um, I'm comedian Jay Smiles. I'm based in Atlanta. Come I would on like now. to say that, all right, personally, I have been hurt and helped by every category that has been named. Make some noise for and that. And that's, that's real. Just like I have loved some of my boyfriends and I've hated some of them. And sometimes I like <laughs> a hamburger. Sometimes I want a chicken sandwich. That is just everywhere. But very specifically to what black women uh, my mom her 
sister. I come from a long line, a lot of lineage of strong black women who have been in corporate America or in academia. And I posed this question to them and their friends. And I'm from Montgomery, Alabama, so that slavery and that lynching and that civil rights, I got that in my ear way better than from school. And what they told me was, yes, by and large, we are harder on ourselves when we're in public because you don't have one bit of an iota to mess up. It's going to hurt. It hurts me to have to do it to you and us and our kind. Mm. But you don't know what we see and what we heard before you got here. You might not like it, and we may not be friends, and you may not ever understand it, but they are also looking at the black woman who is the VP. They're looking at her harder to see is she going to show favoritism to the new girl that came in. And they don't do that to the white guy with the young white guy. But they do do it for the black woman who's the CEO. Is she taking all the young black girls to lunch? Do they now all have coach bags? It's so it's tough. It's a tough predicament that the black woman who makes it gets put in that her other colleagues don't. That's beautiful. Mm. That's an amazing point. Wow. That's beautiful. I, I want us to get back to Shafika. Yes. Because there were some things that you said over there that was really interesting. And there was one word that stuck out to me, and it was the hazing that we, we tend to haze each other. Now, do, what do you feel like that is coming from, and do you feel like that is what's going on between us? Well, it's interesting that um, the point that was just made is within that same guidelines, you know? So when your mother, when you were about to step outside the door, right, L'Oreal, she'd be like, get your eyebrows together and sit up straight. And uh, oh my goodness, don't have your legs out. Make sure you're not talking too loud. Right. So it really is an element to me, that is birthed out of a place of us wanting to grow each other, but also knowing that what's outside of that door is something that really is not loving or, or, or peaceful or inviting for you. So when you come out there, if you do anything that puts yourself in a position where you draw attention, you know, or you turn heads, it's like, I really need to, you need to align yourself so you have the best possible chance. And if I'm in charge of you, and we are talking about environments like in workspaces where there is a black woman who is engaging in some type of way with another black woman, even indirectly, you know, and in our community, when we lived in a village-based concept, somebody would be like, Eva, was that you at the corner shaking your behind? It was her. Your mother. It was her. But see, there's check you. But okay, but see, this is where I I I struggle with the community that we live in. Yes, we are accountable for each other. So if Mr. Earl saw you down there past the street lights, he gonna tell your daddy because you were not supposed to be down there. Understandable. But the question is, is when do we get to the point where we can start changing these standards at work that are wrong? I.e., the Crown Act. Like I can't wear my hair like this to work because I can't do my job. I'm a bl- I mean, I don't understand why my hair is an issue. And these different things that distinguish us culturally as black people that are not allowed in corporate America. And it just ha- happens to help us to piggyback on all those other things that make us simulate. So where do you hold them and where do you fold them? Because we need to keep our job. We got to take care of our kids, but I don't want to get my hair pressed. I don't want to wear a wig. And if you want to wear a wig, by all means, you should be able to wear a wig without them having a problem with that either. If it's blue, purple, whatever exactly. color you want it to be. So how do we find that balance where it's like, we know we have to be a million times better to even get looked at, but then, by God, can I just be me? Because I'm enough. So where is that at? Where, 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 where do we get to that place in the workforce as black people? I really believe that we are in that critical point, right? You know, so you all were very forward in your thinking in wanting to bring up the great resign, wanting to talk about the impact of this last year, 18 months on us as a human race, but more specifically, how people are approaching work and how people look at themselves as individuals. When was the last time that collectively brown and black people had enough time to sit still with anything? That's not a luxury that we typically live with, no. right? You and if you're sitting to too the long, bathroom. absolutely. And if you're sitting too long, somebody will give you the side eye. Like, I need you to get up and get That's in motion. Right. They don't even know what you're not doing, but they know you shouldn't be doing no, that. Sometimes you feel bad yourself. Like, oh my God, I'm sitting down. I should be working. I should be doing something else. Why am I relaxing? 
And sometimes we even have that in our mind. Yeah. And you said that, right? So you talked about where that took you. So I think to answer or to at least to examine what you just said, part of what we are dealing with is we now realize that our worst fears have come to pass, right? So if the whole world stopped, if people were not going to work, we did not perish, right? Mm. And then a lot of positions that had never considered, I mean, fast food now is paying people to take orders from home. Wow. From home. They eat I your mean, French you fries can, too. You are at a drive-thru or on an app and someone is sitting in their home and it's all on, you know, supercomputers. And so when we're really looking at productivity, the conversation is not about what you look like. It's what you're bringing. And yes. that was really never the conversation. And what it has always should have been. It should have been that from the start. So yes. we're in this evolution that has been pressed. We just, you talked about the gifts of, of, of COVID, the gifts of being able to look at what's real and what's faux. And what's real in the workplace is people can be productive regardless of how they present what, and, and I mean, yes, physically how they present, right? Right. And then now we have a whole younger generation that's in the workforce that has grown up with what a lot of us would consider blurred lines. You know, there were things that people would do where you would just be like, oh. you know, they acting like, and you fill in the blank. If you saw a child of color that was wearing different color hair, they went to a particular group. Like, well, you know, they skateboard. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. kind of like you had to be identified with the yeah. group. With well, They're a musician. She's an artist. Yeah. You had to give the exception if that was your child, God you know, forbid. for why they didn't just go get a Caesar cut or get their hair pressed out. Exactly. Like, why is she always doing that? Yes. You know, so I think that now that we have you know, Gen X's, we have millennials, we have all of these different, we have like five generations all in the same workforce, jockeying for the same work. Mm. So it does not matter anymore. That ageism, that classism, that sexism, you know, uh, labelism. I mean, you brought yeah. up coach bags and I used to joke about the corporate woman. You could always tell what was trending because if you went to a place during lunchtime, I mean, everybody now has their YSL clutch. And I'm like, what do I say? Y'all getting money. I can't even put a cell phone in that. <laughs> right. But that's because I was old school and I had the giant coach because it was like really good leather until the vegans came for me. <laughs> but my point is that we're in this evolution. You know, we are in this evolution. So we are right in now. the middle in of the it. transition it's right live. now, guys. Yes, the revolution is being televised. Yes, we are it all is. here right now together. Let's make it. some noise for that. Yes. Well, you know, you were supposed to be a guest. So you ended up being a guest anyway. So we found you. Yes. <laughs> and I have to apologize for the program and overview. I'm no, no, no. It's so you know what? We are organic. What we love about this podcast is that with all the scripts and the contrived things of the world, but we still have an opportunity to just be real. So thank you. Well, I no mistake. Thank you all. so much for joining us. That. Okay, y'all. Just to let y'all know, you're still listening to the Undress and Run podcast presented by Macy's. Now log on to theundressandrunpod.com for episodes and links to our Macy's personal shopping page. And uh, I think this was our first live show, love. This was our first live show. Shout out to all of you guys out there. Thank you for tuning in. Now, if you don't already listen to our podcast, this is episode number uh, 42. So you have some stuff to go back and listen yeah, to. Yeah, go catch up. Catch all of our last episodes. Go to theundressingroompod.com. And you can find our podcast everywhere you can find a podcast. The Undressing Room Podcast presented by Macy's is an Urban One Reach Media production hosted by the one, the only, Eva Marcel and L'Oreal. Executive produced by Kobe Cole Tyner. Associated producer, Alexis Felder. Editing and production by Dunkus. Sales and corporate partnership, Josh Romani. Michelle Marino and Kadisha Campbell. Research, Lori Hall Flowers. Digital marketing, Sam Styers, J.R. Davis, and Tim Hall. Digital creative, Alvin Francis. Content provided by MadamNoir.com, Bossom.com, and HipHopWire.com. Stay connected at TheUndressingRoomPod.com. See you at the next episode.